GM, GM, everybody. Welcome to Web3 Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Lucas Bean. Uh, and welcome to the stage, my special guest, a guy I know, a guy I enjoy. He's a good dude. Fitty.eth. He's the founder of Apocalyptic Apes. Mad respect. What's up, Fitty? What is going down, man? Yo. You sound like you're still in bed, brother. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not in bed. I got up and went back in bed. Is that still, <laughs> like if you've gotten out of bed. And, you're good. You're good. That means you're out. Of, you've been out of bed. You, you can be yeah. out of bed for a little bit and then jump back in the bed, but you've yeah, already yeah. been out of bed. So previously, you're good to go, my man. There you go. No, I'm good. I'm right here in my office. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. it sounds like a bedroom office. It sounds like a nice. I can hear the sheets and everything. It's cool, though. Respect. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> awesome. Hey, man, glad to have you on the space today. I haven't, uh, you know, we haven't really gone through the origin story and everything with you and your project because it's, you know, it's been a while. And I remember when you minted out. I remember when you first came into the space, my man. It was, it was, uh, what was it, October 2021, I think. I think it was around that time. But uh, it was, it's pretty great, man, to see like how far you've come in this space. And then I've had the pleasure to meet you at a bunch of events. Um, actually both events were in Vegas. Isn't that crazy, dude? You're a big Vegas person. You know what? Um, that was my, I think third or fourth event. The first first one was NFT LA and I was there, dude. What the heck? I can't believe we didn't meet up at NFT LA seeing I live in LA, dude. I mean, I was there. Yeah, but I feel like nobody knew each other. That was like, Oh, I knew you, man. During COVID. Nobody, 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 (laughs) nobody nobody knew what we like knows what each other look like because I remember I had to get it. I had to like get in there and find a COVID pass, find my COVID pass. Like there's a line to get in there checking for vaccine. It was a, it was still like kind of like war zone. Like th- that was like my first time at a big event. Like I haven't done any like big stuff at all. My first NFT event. Oh, nice. I didn't know NFTLA was your first NFT event. Sweet dude. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my first NFT event was July of 2021. It was Ape Fest in Venice. And I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, it was good. It wasn't, let's just say it wasn't great. Everybody talks about like, oh, the first A-Fest was amazing and, and Venice. And I was like, dude, it was okay. Like it was, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not hating on anything. I'm just saying like everybody talked about it. Like it was literally the best party ever. And I was there. It was not the best party ever. It was definitely interesting. Um, but yeah, so that one. And then I went to NFT, NYC, a couple other ones actually. I, even, I mean, I hold my own events. I'm sure you already know that. So oh, yeah. every month I have an event. Uh, there's an event next week in LA that I am. That's my event. That's Where? Me. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you after. Okay. Just top secret just for my audience in LA. Let's do it. Oh, shit. Let's so let's go. Let's go, Fiddy. I know uh, me and you go way back, um, but I'd like to go and like, I want to hear your origin story. How, well, like what drove you to the space? How'd you get into it? I know your, um, your backgrounds in real estate and you say that openly. Can you, uh, can you kind of give us like your origin story and how you got to um, like apocalyptic apes and then tell us, you know, we'll get, we'll get into a little bit more of a story of like apocalyptic, apocalyptic apes. And then like, you know, 2021, 2022, all that stuff. So it'd be great to hear the origin story, though. Were you having a hard time saying apocalyptic? I am. Apocalyptic apocalyptic apes. Say it five times. No. Go for it, dude. Let's, let's hear the origin story. Ready? One, two, three, go. Um, so, origin story. So about, uh, about a year and a half or so, um, 
two years ago. I was, I was, what I do is I build luxury homes, uh, warehouses. For, um, I, I deal with a lot of franchises. I do a lot of die houses and warehouses in, um, in Vernon, California. So I do a lot. I do a lot of industrial too, which is pretty cool. It's been it's been a niche. So I'm not a real estate agent, even though I'm licensed. Um, but I do develop and I build. I hold. Um, I lease. I rent. Uh, sometimes I sell. Very very rarely. Um, so my keys and my formula in real estate has been very, very similar to what I do here. Um, I buy low and sell high or I buy low and hold high. So that's just been what I, what I've been doing in life. Um, after I got out of entertainment and I was doing that for a really long time, I was uh, running a management company. Entertainment. Tell me more about entertainment, man. What's that about? What were you doing in entertainment? I started out at CA, went and bought a management company with a partner. Um, I ran BT. I've done over 135 music videos. Damn. I, I've got per, lots of credits under my belt. I've produced movies with Tracy Edmonds and Babyface, uh, Soul Food, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I hated the politics. Like the politics really sucked in entertainment. Yeah. I'm going to have water. I'm, I'm having water. Don't yeah. get mad. No, I'm not going to. I'll talk while you're in the middle. I hated the politics in entertainment as well. I worked at Sony Pictures, so I definitely know the politics that go on there. It's crazy. It was just a lot of stuff that I started to see that I didn't like. I, I sold my first film. Um, it was a Disney film with with a great writer, and they didn't want to use him for the next four other projects because he was too old. He was like 35 or 36. What does and, that even mean? <laughs> well, that's what they do in, in, in that industry. Like if you don't – if you're not 22 years old and you're not good for the next 10 films, they don't want you. Like like Steve – there's no more Steven Spielbergs. They, they just – there's no more Stanley Kubrick. So that whole industry started to like fatigue me, started to torture me. I started to hate what I did. And uh, I remember I sold my first house, which I bought for 260000 I sold it for $1.6 And I realized, wait. I'm making more money on one transaction here than I am on my salary. Because I had a good salary, but after uh, taxes and everything's done, you're like, wait a minute, this this doesn't add up. I could do this three, four times a year, five times a year, and I don't have to fly to London back and forth. I don't have to deal with all these idiots. And so I was really excited to get out of that. And I got I went deep into real estate, and I've been there ever since. And uh, during COVID, I mean, everything got paused. My my coffee, I had to learn how to make myself. I had to learn how what? to. What you had to learn to make your own coffee? Okay, you yes. know you know it's hard times when you have to do that, dude. I spent weeks researching on how to get it right. Like 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 coffee's a big deal. I used to go to Pete's Coffee, Earth Cafe, El Melrose, or uh, in Beverly Hills. Every day I would go there, have meeting before I'd go. I'd have my breakfast, my coffee. It was like it was like it was a good step to get out of the house. Now you're not leaving the house. Your kids are homeschooled. Uh, you don't want to go to the market and to shopping carts. People are spraying it with alcohol or whatever else they're doing. It's gross. Um, so I went to one of my properties and uh, they said that my inspector got COVID. I said, okay, what do I do now? They said, I have to wait for another one. I said, great, okay, I can do that. He said, unless you want to go to plan check and pick up your plans and just give it to somebody else. I said, I'll do that. So I went to plan check. Uh, plan check is where you get plans when you when you have a property, and that's when they approve them. That's where the inspectors are, and that's something that I usually do on my own. I like I, I like meeting those guys and just getting to know them. It's a relationship, and uh, I realized that my 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 plans were 
also had COVID. So he said, you can't touch your plans because they've been, they're, they're being quarantined for about five days. And I said, that's, that's insane. Like, what do you mean? They're like, well, the guy who had him had COVID. So we're there, there, everything's gone into quarantine. You have to pick him up in five days. So I'm like, okay, this is paper. This is like a big thing of paper. And like, can I just print new ones? They're like, of course you can, but you need a stamp of approval from your inspector and he's out with COVID. So I said, how do I get a new stamp of approval? You have to wait for the next guy. So this pr process took months and months. Like to, it was tedious and it was really frustrating. Then I needed wash stations um, at all my uh, properties. And wash stations are little like plastic wash stations, like porta potties. Nobody had them because everybody needed them. So we had to like wait for those. Um, I finally had a couple of my guys that went down and like created like a wash station like by building them out. It was incredible. Like like people don't know about there's a shortage of porta potties and wash stations during COVID. Like that's one thing nobody talked about. <laughs> and so little did you know that I'm the porta potty um, king of LA. Not a big deal. Just kidding. Are you really? No, of course not. I was going to say, I know. I, know. <laughs> I was stealing a line from Ferris Bueller, dude. The sausage king of Chicago, Abe Froman. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't think you've ever been into one. You, you, you strike me as the kind of guy that would walk inside one and say, ew. Yeah, same. Yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it would be perfect for the new game they just came out with Yuga. So, like, you know, that would be, like, awesome. But, uh, um, so I kind of, like, after that whole process started to, like, you know, get into stuff that I didn't do. Like, hmm, maybe I can't go to the gym, so I'll get a bike. So I got a really cool mountain bike. I started mountain biking. That got boring. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll get a road bike. I'll start road biking. So I'm doing 30 miles a day, 40 miles a day. I'm even wearing cute tights. Like, like literally, I started I to heard. Like, I heard. like the bikers. Yeah, it was great. Yep. I, I started to dress like the bikers, started hanging out with them. That got kind of boring. And then my other buddy broke his femur bone or whatever he did. I was like, okay, maybe I should be careful with this. And I started uh, playing around with like some, some, some like, like uh, token stuff, like on, on Binance. I didn't really go into Ethereum, um, and I I saw my first NFT by one of my friends who introduced it to me, and he said, "Check out this uh, NFT. I just bought this. I got it for like twenty three thousand dollars. It's like a, it's like a Michael Jordan basketball slam dunk." And uh, if you top shots, huh? Top shots is your entrance. All right, I like it. Uh, no, 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 it's his. And he's like, oh. no, yeah, I never bought one. And he oh, okay. said, he said, check this out. If you um, if you get this, you're the one who owns it. Nobody can have it. I'm like, why do I want it? He goes, because you can have it. You could do whatever you want with it. I'm like, what do you want to do with it? I just watched this guy make thirty slam dunks. I can watch that on ESPN. He goes, but I own it. It's mine. I'm like, what are you going to do with it? He goes, I can do whatever I want. I go, great. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to make a, 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 a it's mine. <laughs> and like the whole thing made absolutely no sense because it, it just the description. And that's how a lot of people started, you know, introducing us to NFTs. So um, I just kind of said, this is really stupid. I was one of those guys that NFTs are like kind of like a scam. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. Like, why would you pay something? Why would you pay so much for something that you have no use case for? And there's really, I didn't know anything about roadmaps. I didn't know utility. It wasn't until I met with one of my uh, little 16-year-old neighbor friends who <laughs> sold a NFT called Fuck Crystals. He had about three oh, or four. Fuck Render stuff, yeah, yeah. Yep, for like, made it like, a, made like I don't know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars profit and showed it to me, showed me the high gas. Like, okay, this is making more sense because now there's a marketplace there. 
and he showed me the people, he showed me the community, he showed me what was going on behind it. I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip into this thing. So I did start getting into NFTs um, probably three, four months before uh, I came into the Apocalypse Apes and I got rugged, I got my, I got my NFTs handed to me. I bought these cute ghosts that the community disappeared. They ghosted me. I got these aliens. They, they, they left me to space. I got a lot of NFTs that just like went nowhere. Um, it wasn't until uh, on one force with uh, JR who we're still good friends with. He's, he's a good dude. He just, he, he just went back to working with him. I realized, um, like what what's happening here, and uh, he I did really good on that one. I bought, I minted some of those, and I sold. I put them on the on the blockchain for I think four or five ETH the next day, and they sold. And I was pissed because Logan Paul bought one of mine and flipped it for sixty. That's when I said, okay, I need to come here and learn how to invest and hold, not invest and flip, because flipping is not a sport that I that I do. Um, and you know, a few months later, I found a couple artists from Ubisoft. I started a project called um, Holy Guacamole. We started drawing these cute, cute avocados. Um, then I got Hattie to step in because they were kind of ticking me off. They were taking in the direction I wanted to. They were really busy. They had another project called Unrestricted Unicorns. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, they I remember were the, them all, dude. I remember. Yeah, them they all. were the artists. They were the art the team from there. And, uh, and, you know, me, me and Hattie started doing uh, the art and he drew and I promoted and worked with, you know, all the other stuff and uh, went to dinner with uh, Stecky, real nice guy, uh, Conquad, uh, Hero Machine, just like met him through spaces. Um, we started, he started talking um, and uh, I changed direction about a week before that, like maybe two weeks before that. Uh, one, one of my, one of my really good friends in, in web three said to me, you know what, you may want to look at something different because the avocados are pretty cool, but nobody apes into avocados. People ape into apes. Well, and, it depends on your dietary restrictions, but yeah, some people do, you know, ape into avocados. You know what I mean? I like avocados. But, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> like, like so, so my IRL avocados I'll ape into all day, but yeah, go ahead, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so I still have a few people that are very upset that I stopped avocados because we never launched it. We never want. We still have all the art, but like my buddy Nikki Diamonds, who's vegan, he's like really upset. He goes, "Dude, I'm vegan. Like, why couldn't you just finish this project for me? You know, I like avocados." So I did explain that you can't really eat those. So I think he, a few people are good. Like, you, like minted avocados don't taste as good, even though they don't get like brown and you know less calories uh, too. Well, it's it's funny you bring that up. So yesterday I had. Uh, a business meeting and I had somebody come to my house just because I couldn't leave anywhere. I, I was stuck here and I had somebody come to my office and they're like, oh, and, and I have a, always have avocados here. My, my kids like avocados. They're like, you know, if you put them in a water bowl, like full of water, put it in the fridge, they never, they never go brown. They never go bad. I'm like, they stay the same condition. I'm like, really? I just learned something yesterday. So you could actually take the pit out too. Did you, did you know about this? You can take the pit out, put a couple of toothpicks in it and then stick half of it, hang half of it in the water and it will start growing. It'll actually grow an avocado bush, tree, whatever the heck it's called, shrub. I think that happens with most fruit. I think that's how you make fruit. It's interesting, though. That's all I'm saying. So, so back to your origin story. Let's get back to, so you did your avocados. You're, you're going towards, um, you know, you're, you're thinking about, like, what am I going to do next? Because, you know, people cannot ape into avocados, you said. So how did you get to apocalyptic apes? Very simple. Uh, 
I, Hattie drew, uh, I've got my first mutant, I think before I met him and, uh, maybe it was during, and he said, I could do a better mutant than that. And he did. And he sent some to me that was incredible. And then, you know, he, he, his art was just like next level. And so he's been watching that genre of like Mad Max, uh, Road Warrior, um, he, he, he loves gaming. His thing is fallout. So he has this whole inspiration from the whole apocalypse thing. That's, that's his thing. He's like, and he drew some other stuff for another, uh, project, like a contest thing. And he got first place. It was really cool. I, I think it was called like waste cactus wasteland or something like that. I remember. And it was funny because they, we asked them for a collab and we started, they said, no, well, they never even sold out their project, and then they asked us for a collab, and you know my answer was no, thank you. But uh, you know, I I, re I reward the ones that reward us back, you know. And uh, you know, he's just been really a, an artist. He's a true artist. He's not one of those guys that just you know goes on the computer and learns how to make AI. Um, so we just kind of never looked back. I mean, we, we went with his art, and you know, he said you got to trust me as your artist, that I know where direction I'm going. And I dug that. And luckily, I did not know that, but we had a huge Australian fan base from day one because they like Mad Max, they like Road Warrior, they like the apocalypse. And that worked out really great for us because when we were sleeping, they were up. So our spaces were going 24 hours a day. Our community was pumping. We were at a two-e floor um, uh, after we sold out, and uh, we were going strong, and uh, we're on our way back there. Yeah, I remember when you guys minted. I remember everything, man. That's really cool. Great story. Um, so what's the what was on the road like after you guys minted out and the bear market like hit you guys? Tell me how like what's the struggle as a founder when you have like a whole bunch of people that you know what I mean? Like everybody in the space, you know, during the bull is like, oh, no big deal. This is great. You know, as long as, you know, the price goes up, that's the only utility I really want. Like what happens when the bear hits and now, now like people are looking for, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, they look for utility rather than price goes up because it's prices and going up. Like, how do you deal with that? And like, not only how do you deal with it? Was there a lot of like pushback in your community and things like that? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, we, I, I was learning. I don't think, I don't think the bear market was the problem for me. I think the biggest problem was for me is I was learning how to do this. I was learning what I was doing. I was learning what roadmaps were. Um, I was learning like what any of this was and I didn't know how to deal with, with people. I didn't know the, their, their politics on, on, on these things. And there are politics here. There are things you do. There are things you don't do. There's people you talk to. There's people you don't talk to. Um, so the bear market didn't really freak me out because that, that for me that I never looked at as a bear market. I looked at that as a buyer's market. So I kept acc accumulating my, my collection, which I've never slowed down. I kept looking at different different things, different tokens, and, and watching how, how things work here. Um, what, what I didn't know is, you know, there was a lot of people that came in and they became really big whales. They bought in, you know, 300, 400 NFTs. And now I had to like cater to them. And I think the day I stopped worrying about that is the day that we started going back. Because what happened was, a lot of these guys are flippers. They come in, they have no investment background. It's a very immature space where people are just coming in, they think they're going to buy 300 and then they're going to, you know, you're going to go up and they're going to, you know, throw them right back at you. Um, and I think that just the communities that are working, that were working then and are working now, people are more uh, 
friendly, people are nicer, people are kinder, people get it. People get this is a this is a you know a space where you don't come in for one day to make money. You have to hold, you have to believe in the team you're working with. You also have to trust and believe in the founders and the team. Um, one thing I've never done is never never hid. I've never had any of my um, community hide. I've never had like community managers start blocking their DMs and nobody answered questions. Um, so I think that I really didn't, that didn't trip me up at all. What did trip me up is when we first came in, everybody was doing the same crap. We're all working on, you know, we got a comic book, we have a game, we're going to have video game, we're going to have metaverse, uh, we're going to have uh, staking, we're going to have this. And I didn't look into any of this. I just think, oh, we got money so we can do it. But, you know, calling one of my best friends who's one of the developers for Fortnite straight up told me it takes seven years to develop a game. And I heard that. I'm like, really? Even if you have a bunch of money you could spend on it? He goes, yeah, even with a bunch of money, it doesn't matter. I'm like, oh. So I was kind of stuck with that. So it wasn't until actually NFTLA where I sat down with Mark Cuban for a little bit and he kind of like educated me and schooled me on some ideas because he was actually web much deeper into Web3 than anybody knows. And he still is. He's very forward thinking. He explained to me the difference really about Web3 and Web2, which I did not understand. Web Web2 is really putting content out, like having an Amazon and you know people coming to your store or Etsy store and people shopping and you can advertise. Web3, you have to interact like me and you are doing here. You have to talk. You have to explain about your project. You have to invite people in your store. When they come to your store, you have to serve them some candy or some gummies or, you know, as most of you guys need to smoke weed in the store, which you probably will. <laughs> Um, I, don't, I don't smoke weed, but I know what you mean. You know, that's, mean, that's an interesting yeah. scenario. You just said it's like a small, like we're living in a small town than rather than the, uh, the world where the internet's the world and you can get shoppers from everywhere. Yet this is like a small town where you actually have to explain things and sit them down because these are retail investors. You know, this isn't like right. you're, you're doing an India go, go campaign or, a, you know, you're getting venture capital or, or angel funding and stuff like that. Like NFTs, like theoretically is like an Indiegogo campaign. You're like you're, you're funding a, this community to build stuff in that community, right? It's depending on what your project is, of course, because some projects are art-based. So you're basically paying to make sure that, you know, the artist can still build art. Um, and you know what I mean? In community, art and community, I think is the ultimate okay. utility. So. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I mean, it just, uh, it's, it's different. It's different because, uh, you know, I started to really understand as a matter of fact, when I first came in space, I didn't even know what Web3 means. People are like, oh, how long have you been in Web3? I'm like, it's a website I go to? Like, I didn't even know what the, where that was. Like, because when you're not explaining did you stuff. Think, did you think it was like the dark web? No, I just thought like it was some kind of like something. Like you have to go somewhere and like like register or something. I have no clue what it was. And I just went along with it. And I heard people keep saying Web3, Web3, Web3. I'm like, okay, Web3, Web3, what is it? Um, I actually called somebody and said, hey, listen, stupid question, but what is this Web3? And you know what's funny? Most people till this day say it and don't know really the difference between Web2 and Web3, which is incredible. And I know this because I spoke at a, a, a taxi rally, which is a big music uh, uh, conference not too long ago in L.A., and I, I was on a panel with a couple people, and this girl started talking to like 3,000 people. She's like, yeah, so I got into Web3, and I was in Web3, and I got my MetaMask, and I did this, and I got my ledger, and I got my digital identity. I'm here in Web3, and I, I saw people's eyes look like mine did when I when people were talking to me. So I did something really cool. I'm like, hey, can I, can I borrow this little unit you guys have? This little, they had this like weird teleprompter um, concoction there. I took my phone, I put myself on spaces, 
I showed him Twitter spaces. I go, you know what? This is the closest you're going to get to Web3 today. You know, you're going to, you know, talk to people on Web3, like on mobile, on cell phones. You're just going into another, in another space. You're basically, you're not, it's not much different than Web2 because I think that explanation really helped them out. I'm like, because they don't, they realized they didn't have to go anywhere. Like people think like it's somewhere you have to go, something you have to learn, maybe a contract or something. So I said, let's forget about the words Web3. Let's talk about just, you know, coming into another platform, into different communities, owning a digital asset and what that means. And I must have got 3,000, 4,000 DMs that weekend because people were so interested and excited. And I'm still actually uh, like like bringing new people from that r- rally into Web3. And if you notice, I don't use the word onboarding. I hate that word. Me too. And Even I, though I, I plan on onboarding 150,000 people into the space in 2023. But yeah, I hate yeah, that word tell too. them. I hate it. Here, here's the thing. How do you feel about being onboarded? No, so onboarded sounds, you know what I mean? Like you're, it, this isn't like you're like wheelchairing someone onto like an airplane. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like, you know? The term kind of feels like I need to be, I need to be onboarded, you know? Like, and then there, it's either like a uh, corporate SaaS software that's like not intuitive to use, which that's where, I mean, I, got, I come from the startup and tech space. So for me, it's like, oh, they need to onboard me into this new SaaS software we're using for the company I'm working for. And I'm like, Oh God, if it's, if it's that complex guys, like what are you doing? But yeah, no, I, that's what I think of. Onboarding is either wheelchairing someone to an airplane um, because they need to be onboarded or like onboarding someone like to, to basically define how to use software. And I think that's, that's just, I mean, that's just what I, that's my vernacular. So. Um, oh, by the I way, hear- Hey, by the way, it takes four years to make a triple A game. I was, I did work at, you know, Atari and stuff. So yeah, I know. uh, yeah, it, 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 one that's could be okay. <laughs> no, it's a triple, like literally triple A style, really qu- high quality game. It depends on the, obviously it depends on the game studio you're working with. Like it, right. we're not talking about like a social game here. We're talking about, you know, a 50 person, uh, dev team, let's just say working on like Unreal Engine or something else like that. When you have like a team that's like really, really well gifted and like understands how to build these things, it takes about four years and then they iterate off of that and make it better over the next like 12 to 24 months. Well, here's the question. Do you think this community is patient enough to wait for four no, years? definitely not. not. Yeah, Three definitely years. not. No, definitely not. I mean, this is, you're talking about, <laughs> I think this community is again, like we we all talk about like, you know, we don't, care about the money and all we care about is the art and stuff like that at the end of the day dude everybody only cares like they really only care about the money there's all i mean don't get me wrong we're building community i like entertaining through these spaces i like building community myself but like if someone's gonna be able to spend like 500 bucks to make fifty thousand dollars like that's that's what everybody's waiting for i mean people aren't minting feet pics because they're it's attractive art they're doing it so they can you know get a free mint and then sell it for 0.12 so like you're telling they're not buying the Donald Trump art for the art. <laughs> that alone should explain everything. To you. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, let's go back. Let's go back to, okay. So you, you built apocalyptic apes. Did you think it was going to be this successful? No, I, I did not know. I didn't think it wouldn't be, but I didn't think it would because I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know the dynamics of the space yet. I think I was only on Twitter spaces for maybe a month or two. And I know we had momentum. I know we had good people. Um, but I did reach out to a project which I really liked at the time. It was the Humanoids, and there was a yep. guy named There's a guy named Cutter that used to own it. He is not there anymore. Yep. And 
them for collaboration because a lot of my friends were in there, like Dre, The Noid. Yeah, Dre's my boy, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a lot of these guys I was vibing with, you know, like Kevin, Father James, all these guys that were in there. And they're like, dude, you should, we should totally collab. Like this, this is just a great, great thing, and it's it would be great momentum for us. Um, so I reached out to him, and he said, I do not want to collaborate right now because I looked at your Discord, I looked at your Twitter, I looked at your engagement. I don't think you're going to sell out. Um, <laughs> however, if you do, reach out to me, and uh, we'll we'll definitely consider it. I, and nobody's ever talked to this guy. He wasn't doc, so I, you know, it was, it was all through. Right. DMs. DMs, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. The, that's the language of, of uh, Web3 is like literally Twitter Twitter DMs. So No, it was Discord. It was oh, like, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, this, Discord and Twitter DMs. I do a lot more on Twitter DMs myself, but I got to go start going to Telegram and, and Discord because I, I, as I was telling everybody on the space yesterday, Twitter DMs are forever. So if you write anything in a Twitter DM, just know that that could be come back to you and be like, hey. So, well... <laughs> That's another segment I can have with you. I don't write anything in my DMs that I don't want to say out loud. You write uh, a lot of stuff to me, dude. You are you're always like yo, and I'm like yo back, and you're like yo, and it's like okay. Yeah, that's our conversation. Yo, I don't know why you yo me, but uh, whatever. I just yelled, but, I just yelled you right now. Yo, um, but um, yeah. So so that that uh, where were we at before you yelled me? So you were you you didn't think so people are always around there for when you're successful, but they're not around there when you actually need help, like in terms of collaboration. So you can actually oh that's what it mint is. out right. So I get it, dude. That's so, so after we after we sold out, my first DM was to was to Cutter and the humanoids. I'm like, okay, we sold out. Let's let's do this. <laughs> And literally, because that was that what that really was what drove me. Because I'm very, I'm, I'm I played sports growing up, so I'm very competitive. So when somebody challenges me, I'll take that challenge. So believe it or not, that probably could be the one of the factors that helped us do well. I mean, it was a great market. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Um, we had a great momentum, but I am, I never stopped my work ethic. I mean, my work ethic has always been the same. I mean, I'll grind until I can't and i remember even hattie's like what if we don't do well what if this i said we'll be fine don't worry i don't fail at things sometimes things take a little longer than than i want them to but i, I don't fail it's not a word that i use so i remember we sold out christmas day and uh, i had breakfast by myself at my desk i had dinner by myself i remember my kids opening things i don't know what they opened I don't remember like even that whole two months because we were working so hard. I don't remember anything that really transpired other than me just working hard and building communities, going in, talking, going into like every space I could probably find to talk to people, bringing people to, to our space. But I didn't have structure. I didn't have um, like understanding of the space yet. I was very, very new. So I was kind of doing things just just to do like I wasn't really structured or formulated I wasn't I didn't have a plan yet it was just basically everybody was doing the same thing we're talking a lot talking about a project you know come do this come do that but it wasn't to, up until um, after NFTLA where I restructured everything I've done and kind of changed our entire entire NFT pro project into an NFT business so that's where I'm at now Interesting. Okay. So when the bull, like, uh, the, or the bear hit, like what happened with your, your community, they get, did they, uh, how did, how did that work out for you as soon as you guys hit bear? Because there was definitely some, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people weren't trading anymore. Actually 98% of the market stopped trading. Right. So what happened for you, um, as a founder 
uh, of a project and like, what did you notice in the sentiment towards your, you know, basically towards basically project founders where there are a lot of people just like, kind of like get being like grilled a lot more often. Like what did, what did you see from a founder's point of view? Um, so I, it never tripped me up. It never bothered me. It, what really started, I started to see is people started attacking each other. People started fighting in spaces. I would go into space and I would get, I would get attacked about something that I had nothing to that had nothing to do with me. Um, so it became a very unhealthy, unsafe place to be. It just I, like even people that I know that are great people would go into rooms and they were just being attacked and grilled about things that had nothing to do with them. People, it became high school and junior high. And yeah, uh, well, that was the, I think that was the space before. Um, no, it got worse. <laughs> well, yeah, it might've gotten worse, but let's be honest. Like most of these dudes are actually right out of high school. You know what I mean? A lot of these people are like 21, 22 and all they have to compare it to is like high school. So that, the popularity contest is still running. So, yeah, but some of these, some of these, believe it or not, some of these high school guys, like one of them is a real good buddy of mine. One of the guys runs a pump project. He came over last night. He's a really good friend of mine. And they're they're smarter than most, so I never discriminate against age, uh, race. Same, yeah, same. Like Nick Small was on our team when we minted out our project. He he just turned fourteen. He's a smart dude, man. I really like Nick. He's a I he's think, a really good dude. Um, he he might be smarter than than seventy five percent of the space. So I mean, maybe he might be smarter than me. I don't know. It's yeah, when possible. I met him in Vegas, I was surprised, man. He was sharp as a tack. He still acted a little bit like a obviously a fourteen year old. But uh, because he's he's fourteen, but uh, he was awesome, man. Like uh, <laughs> he was really funny, dude. Like I'd hang out with Nick again in Vegas. <laughs> we talk, we, he, he was my first, he was my first text yesterday in the morning, and actually this morning, <laughs> the Dookie scores. Yeah, he's a good he's a good kid, and he's really smart, and he'll give you relationship advice. I mean, he is. Oh, well, really, I don't know about that, dude. But yeah, try, I, I respect trust, that. I respect try, you. Trust me, he will. He's 14. He's 14, bro. He gets it. He gets it. But my point is you have people that are uh, that are 21. You have people that are 70. I don't know how old people are. I, I can't keep track. But my point is it became really, really toxic. I mean I was pulled into a room uh, close to 1,000 people because some lady complained that I brought her down and I, she, I wouldn't let her speak. I don't even remember who she is or why she said that. Like, and all these people, yeah, he did that to me. Oh, he, and by the way, I, I'm the one that always brings people up. Like, I always love taking people from the community, bringing them up. I bring people up to co-host. I'm not one of those guys that brings people down. However, if people get rugged, it's not my fault. Blame Twitter. And as she was saying that in that space, she got rugged. She comes back, she says, sorry, I'm in a bad area and I just got rugged again. <laughs> and then she was talking again she, and she, she, we lost her again. She comes back. She goes, you know what? The place that I'm staying at, I got rugged in. And somebody screams out, yeah, you're staying at a mental institution. She's like, <laughs> she's, like I, she's like, I may be, but I'm still here. And I'm like, oh my God, like where, what world that I just walk into? And again, not knocking. It's the internet, uh, man. You got to love it, right? It's literally not, not only knocking, on the internet. Can that yeah, and by the way, I'm not happen. knocking. I, I, I need to say this, not knocking mental health because I, I probably have some myself by this point. Um, I should probably chuck myself in soon. I don't know. So definitely not, uh, I'm definitely an advocate of like mental health spaces, things like that. But I'm not an advocate of attacking people, gossip, spreading rumors. There are a lot of projects in this space that are, horrible right now there's a lot of horrible people in the space but you'll never hear me talking about them because i don't do that that's not my thing if i go into same a restaurant here. yeah i don't the like their way. food yeah if i don't like their food i just don't go back there I'm that's like, exactly I'm, oh. it dude if you don't like and, and i think the same thing fitty is like 
If you don't like the project or the direction it's going or whatever the case may be, sell it and just be done with it. Right. Don't, it's not your ticket to like come in and like cause a whole bunch of trouble. Definitely want to hear you out. Right. We definitely want to know like what's going wrong, but it's not, it's like, you know, you can, you always have an exit. So. Well, the, the key is, the, the key is, I mean, you have to realize, and people don't realize this, and I talked about this on, on a space the other day, and, and I'll bring it up to you guys because I think it's a great point. Um, back in the day, about five, seven, eight years ago, people started saying, be careful what you put on social media because those things will come back at you. Those things will not, like, hurt you from getting a job. And I always stayed by those rules. Um, I don't smoke. I don't drink. Um, like if I do, I, I'm not going to talk about it. If that makes sense. I'm not going to go on space and say, Oh, I'm super high. I'm so drunk, dude. What are you drinking? Michelob? Oh, of course. Yeah. Let's 420. Let's rip a bong load. What you're doing there. A, you sound like you don't know what you're talking about. B, you're, ex- you're setting yourself up to being hacked because if I'm a hacker, I'm going to find somebody who's stoned or drunk and I'm going to send you a link to click. And then you're going to click it. You're going to get drained and you're going to come to spaces and be like, I don't know what happened, guys. I'm just sitting here like a normal day, smoked a bunch of weed, clicked on something, everything's gone. I don't know where it is. What do I do? Help me. And then the community gets behind, helps this person. Uh, and I've done this. We've given people thousands of dollars back and they do it again. So, and, you know, I started realizing, you know what? Some of these people may not actually be losing some assets. They're, this, is the, this is a faking game of pretending to fake assets or, or fishing yourself. And I'm not saying this happens to everybody, but these are little clues to be careful of. So I, I made a rule in my community. If you don't have a ledger and you're in my community, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you even get your queens back, apes, whatever. You're on your own. Because if you've been here for a year... And you've been listening to, we have a collab space with Ledger today, by the way, three, like I think three o'clock, I'll find it. And uh, it's a safety space. It's really, I do these spaces for not, not to help my project. They, they are doing some uh, apocalyptic gate uh, Ledger soon for us, but really to help the community because I can't stand when people get hurt. But people don't get it. They say things that are bad because if you keep, if you're, if you have a space and let's say you call it, you know, something bad, like web three, something bad, web three bad. Let's just, let's just use that name. And you just sit there and you talk bad about every person in space. This one's a rug. This one's bad. This one's bad. Well, guess what? Somebody's going to take a deep dive into you and they're going to find that you're the bad one. And that's exactly what's happening to a lot of these guys and a lot of these spaces. People are saying, you know what? You're saying everybody else is bad. That's one finger pointing at everybody. How about those three fingers that are pointing back at you? Let's take a deep dive on the blockchain and see what we can find. Um, so be be smarter here. And this is for everybody. If you have something to say, take it off of Discord, take it off of Twitter spaces, take put it on a phone call, uh, do a Twitter call, whatever, D- Discord call. But definitely get it offline because you will never see me saying one bad thing about anybody. You're also not, never going to find a DM for me that's asking you for something or, or talking bad about somebody because that's not a good look on you. It's not a good look on your project. And people don't realize when you're also talking bad about somebody – and they are a project founder, you're also hurting the community. So I've actually reached out to certain community founders and said, look, I know you're rugging your project. I know what's going on. I'm not stupid. I have I have Etherscan. Let me help you out or let me, let's take your community, bring them to my side or somewhere else and let's work. So I've actually quietly have done some help on the back end to make sure people don't get hurt. Because when you when you fight a project founder, you're fighting you're fighting either your own bags or somebody else's. So that that's something that I just wanted to put out there. Yeah, I agree. So 
I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know people actually literally run drama spaces and all that stuff to, for entertainment purposes. And, uh, you know, basically call everybody out, right. They call everybody, everybody's bad, but us, you know, like, and that's not, and I, I mean, that's not conducive to the space. I don't, I wouldn't want to have someone new crypto curious, NFT curious, web three curious coming into the space and then like listening to one of those spaces and going, what in the F is this? Is this like Jerry Springer or WWE? Like, who are these people? Like, I want out. Like, that's not the space I want to be a part of. And that's why, you know, I've been, do, I've been doing space for years now, which is crazy to even say years. Um, and my spaces have always been positive education, like slash entertainment. Like, it's never been to hate. It's never been to do any of that stuff. We need more positive voices in this space, I think. Um, and not using the Jerry Springer WWE kind of method to like get people entertained because I just don't think that's the way to do it, man. Like there's already enough like negative sentiment in the world right now. I think we just need a lot more positivity. I'm not saying like, let's go toxic positivity. No, dude. I just want to, just want to make some great spaces with some great people and learn about this space. So when someone comes in here, they're like, all right, this makes sense. What that guy Luke said or Fitty said or Brett or intern or, you know, Mariana said, this makes sense. They seem welcoming. I'm going to try this. I want to get involved in this. And that's what it's all about. There's really no reason. If you have nothing good to say about someone, just don't say anything. It's just so easy. Um, But yeah, man, this space is literally known for, you know, people using the word rug and scam, uh, like at will, they're just like, Oh, you didn't let me up to the stage. And it's my right to speak on your space. No, it's not your right. It's a privilege to speak on somebody's space. And if you're going to come up, like don't start talking smack and spread rumors. And then like, Oh, and you get removed for doing so you start, you start writing a thread, you know, slander thread, you know, messing up the timeline, tagging people like, just don't do that. Like, like doesn't matter how bad of a day you had, like just wait 24 hours. And then if you really need to do something, if it's really that mad, if you're really that mad, if it, you know, if it doesn't matter five years from now, it shouldn't matter five minutes from now. So that thread you wrote is, uh, you know, if that's not going to make you look good five years from now, you know, like let's not do it. And also if it doesn't matter and you're just frustrated, just try to be a little more self uh, reflective. So back to, apocalyptic apes didn't you do like some kind of hot sauces recently too to keep like you're you're doing like community stuff which is really cool making partnerships with like hot sauces and you're in the in the process of building other partnerships you want to tell us a little bit about that because that's very interesting stuff yeah so once i realized like you know the 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 people need something that is going to be tangible because i was having a lot of problems with bringing i i have a lot of high net worth individuals that i know um, like some of my friends are, you know, Rams quarterbacks and players and, you know, basketball players and people I live near me and I've known them for a while. And when you bring up crypto NFTs to them, they kind of cringe. They're like, ah, it's Kim Kardashian got fined like $1.2 million. And, you know, I'm like, and the only reason she got fined, by the way, she didn't want to miss her uh, manicure appointment that day. She probably could have fought it and won. But people don't know that. And, you know, it was, it was a stupid thing. But it, it does make the space look bad when, you know, my mom calls me and she says, hey, uh, you know, do you know this guy, Sam? Are you doing business with him? Oh, I don't know Sam. I, I really have never met him. I have no clue. Who is he? I'm like, you know, so when your mom starts calling you and saying, you sure you're not getting into some, some shady? I'm like, I swear, mom. You know what I mean? So when you get those phone calls, you start wondering, okay, what does this space need for safety and health? Like, like mental safety. Like what do people need to know to come in here and check it out? 
So I really thought deep in this and I realized we need, we need a brand. We need something that makes sense because I was looking at other collaborations and partnerships and they made absolutely no sense. People are collabing with like a, a pool toy. They're like, oh, what about, what about a Nerf gun? And we could put a, stick, stacker, a, stick, put a sticker on it and we could shoot each other with it and say, look, we have a Nerf gun. Oh, I can make a burger and call it the, my name on my project. Now I'm eating my own IP. So people are doing such ludicrous things to bring legitimacy to space. I said, okay, that can't do something. That's, that's lame. What I'm going to do is I'm going to create an on-brand project like for instance, hot sauce art. If you looked at our art, it's spicy. Our our apes have like bullet holes. I mean, we are the apocalypse. We've come from the apocalypse. Our whole mission is, you know, to do well while doing good. And we've been we've you know we've been bringing things that make sense. And if and if you look at like what the apocalypse is all about, when we first started, we were there. We were in the apocalypse. We still kind of are with with things that are going on. I mean, you know, with COVID and. Uh, politics and everything else. It's just, we're there and we got to do something about it. So we kind of like, we've done a lot of stuff. We helped out fame ladies. We helped, we gave them $25,000. They got rugged. We gave 25,000 to team C's. We gave away a hundred thousand dollar mutant to one person because we promised we would at, at, at Sella. And so I said, what can we do that's good for people? So I realized, you know, hot sauce is a trillion dollar uh, business. And um, I'm not going to go out and slap a hot sauce sticker on, on a bottle like most most people do. I'm going to go and create it. So we created it from scratch. I worked with uh, my partner, Matt, from United Sauces. And uh, also, I wanted people to participate uh, in revenue sharing because I don't want to create merch, sell merch, and do a whitelist like I, I was on on a project and then not even get the whitelist. That made no sense. So I try to find something that we could profit share. So what we did is we have 10 bottles of hot sauce right now available and you could put your apocalyptic ape, you could put your queen on it in 10 minutes, probably five minutes, and it could be shipped to you probably the same day or the next day. Or So our shipping's really quick. Like in the United States, we're getting them in three to four days. Um, we are in 14 countries right now. People are getting them in like probably a week or two. I can't really control that, but we do the best we can. But states are quick. Um, and what we, what you do is you go on, you go on the website, you pick your apocalyptic ape, you put your queen, you click, uh, order my sauce, you get an NFT that is, it's roughly 80 to 75 to hundred, depending on the price of ETH. We may have to adjust it with ETH going up and you get your own flavor. That flavor, which we have incredible flavors. We just came out with a new one called, um, red crushed pepper mohawk sauce, which is really cool. It's a, it's red crushed pepper for pizza. We have itty-bitty, fitty, uh, not spicy hot sauce for kids and sensitive adults. So we have lots of cool stuff. It's on our website at uh, apocalypticapes.com or aahotsauce.com. And uh, everything is, is really cool. And the reason we have the NFT that comes to you, because as, as you click ship my sauce, your NFT burns. What, not your actual ape or your queen, but the flavor. Why does it burn? Because now it goes in the blockchain as you ordered your sauce. Uh, three bottles come to your house. The rest, about 2,500 bottles go to our warehouses in, in North Carolina, ready for distribution. And we have a store and you get 50% revenue from all of uh, all of the sales. And if you want to, or, you know, take, take 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 bottles yourself and sell them, we even offer wholesale, which comes out to like three bucks or less for certain people if you buy enough. Um, and we open it up to the community if they want to try more sauces, or if you want to have friends, they get them for three bucks, which, which is not a big ticket. Uh, but it's been really working smoothly. It's been it's been great. We've we've been having some crazy crazy numbers ship out. I mean, we're in fourteen countries right now, and that's what a I've lot of hot sauce, dude. That is a lot of hot sauce. 
Well, what I've realized through this, people aren't afraid of hot sauce. So I've, I'm afraid I've, of hot sauce. Well, that's why we got itty bitty fitty for you. All right, cool. But we've walked. I've walked into friends' homes that have nothing. Don't ever want to touch NFTs or crypto. Giving them some hot sauce, they love it, and they've called me back. Say, hey, so if I get a couple of your apes, your queens, I can get my own, and I could put it at my friend's restaurant. Yeah, I could do that. So it's not a scary thing. It, there's no onboarding. There's no conversation. But as they go deeper into this, I've had people try our hot sauce now, go on the bottle, there's a QR code, join Twitter spaces, buy some apes, and join the community just from having a bottle of hot sauce and liking it. And we, See? we've had user acquisition with hot sauce, dude. That's genius. And I couldn't agree with you more. Like the more we make NFTs tangible, like IRL tangible the more people are going to take part, like with toys and whatever the case may be, when someone can actually physically hold something in their hand and say, I own an NFT and this is the thing that it actually match it matches with kind of a thing. I think that's where, you know, the rubber hits the road and people like regular people that don't get blockchain, that don't get wallets, that don't get NFTs, that don't get Web3 at all, get tangible items. They get ordering from Amazon and getting something. And hot sauce is something they use probably on a regular basis, right? I mean, I have people have been reordering like incredible amounts of hot sauce because when we say hot sauce, this is really interesting. I personally don't like hot sauce, like hot, hot sauce. I don't really want something that's going to burn my mouth. Same. But we have great flavors. Like we have pineapple habanero. Which that sounds great. delicious, by the way. What do I get? Yeah, what do I get one of those? Just if you go on the website and like, <laughs> dude, and, and, or come to my house, I'll give you one. But there I'm you saying, go. There you go. Yeah, no, but I'm saying if somebody wants like a few bottles just to try, they don't have to get an NFT. They could just go in there, uh, type AA wholesale that when you check out and it gives you 30, it gives you 50% off because they're normally six bucks or it's like three bucks. But I, I have people that are ordering other people's hot sauce. Like, I've never, I think I've ordered two or three of my own bottles. I order the community's hot sauces. Why? A, they get paid for, and B, um, I, it's kind of cool for me to have different people's artwork in my house. Now I could look uh, right now on my desk. I have like three bottles, new ones I just got yesterday. Um, it's cool. It's fun, and 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 we're actually looking at the artwork. Cause look, who wants to look at your artwork on your on your MetaMask? That's why I'm I'm excited about my ledger space. I don't understand why they're putting the digital artwork on your on your new uh, ledger to see. I don't I don't want to take it and show it off. You can no, I know, dude. People. Ledger's just trying to keep up. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't, I, I understand it just because. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I'm going to ask them today. That's my big conversation. It's like, I want to know why. Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's there's why a though. That's why it's to keep it safe. Don't get me wrong. You could definitely rob somebody if they're, <laughs> they've got their ledger around their neck showing off stuff. Right. Like that's, no. the, that's like a, a Rolex and it's like, oh, well there's a code. You can't get it. It's like, eh, they could get it. <laughs> if you're there and they got your ledger, they can definitely, you know, there's a well, way. <laughs> there is and there isn't, but I mean, I, I mean, it's a whole different conversation because you got to be hooked up to your wallet. You got to have a passcode so you can. Be, well, they can make you is what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just like a watch, right? It's like, take off your watch. No. Right. Oh, yes, you're going to take off your watch. <laughs> Here's the difference. So. If you take off your watch, it's got value. If you take off your ledger, it has no value. But without the seed phrase or the passcode, it's useless. So they're going to have to take you and <laughs> and keep you until they get your assets out. That's the difference. Because yeah. Most people don't know this. Your assets are actually not on the ledger. Yep. It's just a, it's just a code to protect it. It's literally like a, it's like a two FA for your, for your NFTs. It's interesting stuff, man. All of this is interesting. So how about now, now that you have hot sauces, did that is it like, what's next for, for like apocalyptic apes in 2023 besides hot sauces? 
So the hot sauce was just a cute little fun thing, just to make pe- people a couple dollars interact, we engage. We're actually uh, uh, going to be in all the VIP areas and most NFT conferences with our hot sauce. We have water coming out. We have Ape Water, which I should have my first bottle shipped to me this week. Uh, we have a great collaboration with uh, Serial Club NFT, which we're going to be on Serial Boxes. We're working on some deals with some really big brands. And uh, they, they, they have, you know, a background in food and distribution. Um, dark chocolate, peanut butter. Uh, okay, so you're a- going, you guys are going towards food then. Apocalyptic Apes is trying to make partnerships with food. Um, trying to be at all this, all these events with all of your stuff as well. Not at all. That's just one little piece of the pie. Okay, That's gotcha. Just, so 2023 have, is what then for you? 2023 is going to be year of technology and business. So the stuff we're doing is really to keep people happy and show people what Web2 business is there. Because we still live in Web2. So we can have products. We can share. Um, I want to put our artwork on everything I can. So like cereal boxes are big. You want, I want to see those apes and the baby apes and the queens. I want to see them on big boxes. I want people to be tweeting boxes everywhere. So it's about creating a brand. And I'm much better creating a brand and and a business than I am creating metaverse. However, I have an amazing tech team who's doing an amazing job with our metaverse and our, and our technology that we're about to release our staking platform protocol. Um, and we do have a partnership with Exola, who does all the payment processing for Roblox and Fortnite. And we've got some great tech people that are working there that are helping us really do some cool stuff. So 2023 is when the, the day I stop trying to pretend that I know anything about technology or how to build video games or how to go, build cool metaverse and stay with business myself. However, it doesn't mean that I can't pay really smart people to do the stuff that we need done for us. And like our staking platform... Um, is is literally one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I've been testing it every day. Um, I haven't we haven't released it yet. We haven't put it out there yet. But when we do release it, we have six to seven different uh, um, avenues of of where the liquidity will be coming from. Because most NFT projects don't have liquidity. So when you have staking, they just keep making you more more buying more crap. So you can so they can they're basically you're basically taking five dollars from one person, getting it to another. So it makes no sense. So when we release our platform, there's already probably six or seven revenue streams. Um, we just signed a contract with Bellator, and we have, we're building what's, a fight. What's Bellator? Bellator is another UFC platform. Got it. Uh, it's right under UFC. I mean, I, I mean, some people like it even more, but I can't touch UFC because of Crypto.com. They won't let us put anything on T-shirts, hats, or they're just they just they they bought Staples Center, so you, you know that. So, but Bellator is, you know, a huge thing. Uh, so Kimbo Slice Jr., who's Kimbo Slice senior son, has come into our team, and we've been building this fight club for about three months. And uh, March, I'm taking probably 15, 20, 30, 40, I don't know how many seats we're going to get, to a Bellator fight in San Jose sitting ringside. So you guys are going to put on Showtime, and you're going to see more apocalyptic apes in the audience. Tweets from uh, Khabib Magomedov. You're going to see some tweets from, tweets from his coach. I mean, because so my partner is uh, Kim Kimbo here, and also Alex, who is the manager for uh, Five Gracie Brothers. He manages uh, AJ McKee, a lot of big fighters, and that's the partnership we've done. And Javier, who is uh, uh, Khabib's coach and has been his coach, he just coached Islam in a fight recently. He's he's in on the project with us, who we've we've got to deal with. So I think that's a great thing is because not only are we going to be creating more revenue for the Apocalyptic Apes, not only are we going to be sponsoring fighters that are 
really needing money. Like some of these guys come from Brazil or Dagestan, these different countries. They need that extra few thousand dollars to train for food, for merch, whatever they're doing. So it's just going to be a positive thing for everybody. And it's just going to be bringing some more good stuff to the world. So that's just one of few that I could talk about. But we've, we've got probably about six or seven other partnerships that uh, I'm in talks with. But again, I try to find things that are on brand. Like fighting is very, very spicy. And I, yeah, I love it. Is. I love UFC, by the way. So I'm a huge, you know, that's all I do. I don't know I'll how you watch it, man. What UFC is brutal, bro. Like I can't, t- I can't take the people be like beating each other up like that. I don't even watch boxing. So like all that stuff is just like, there's, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm like super anti-violence. So not my, not my cup TV of tea. I, that's the only time my TV goes on. I, I trained, but I, when I was younger, I, I'm a third degree black belt in probably four different uh, tank sudo, taekwondo, and and some other stuff. And I, you know, I've been watching, doing it for a while. I've never fought, never like got into the whole fighting thing. But you got to respect these guys. They're some of the most peaceful, nicest people you've ever you ever meet. You don't hear of a yeah. fighter. You don't ever hear of a fighter causing a problem out in the world. Yeah, Keith, I, uh, Keith uh, KO Kid Keith, man. Like, I'm good friends Keith with Barry. him too. Yeah, Keith Barry. Yep. Me and him have been friends yeah. for like two and a half years. And yeah, he's definitely never. He's been, I've been to a lots of events. He's come to my events a bunch of times and never once has he ever been a, ever had a problem. So it, yeah. you're absolutely right about that. I'll tell you a cute story about Keith. So uh, I went to Bellator uh, in Long Beach about a month, two months ago. I go to, I, I was sponsoring one of the fighters there. I actually brought somebody from my community to the fight. He sat ringside with me. It's pretty cool. He's like, he didn't believe me. He's like, are you really taking me? Like, yes. He's like, are you sure? Yeah. The guy's not known. His name is literally unknown. So I got there. It was pretty funny. You know? So Keith goes, you're going to be at the fight because I talked to this other guy. We know, yeah, cool. So he goes, Let, let's, he just sends me his phone number and he goes, he, I go, here's my seats. I'm like right there, like right in front. Like you could see blood on me from the fighters. Uh, he goes, okay, I'll be right there. So I walk up. I see this guy standing in this black shirt, kind of good shape. You know, I'm kind of looking for a guy that looks like his PFP because it's kind of AI. I've never met him. So I come up to him like, are you Keith? No, Gino. <laughs> what, the fuck do you, what the fuck do you want? I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> Not going to fight with you. So I walk over to another guy. like, right, go, you Keith? No. <laughs> I'm duckling. What do you need? <laughs> so I, I, I go, Keith, do, do you understand how to find me? He's like, dude, I, I, dude, I went over there. I'm like, Just give me your seats. I went over, found him, gave him a hug. So that, that, was, that was the first time I met him. Yeah, good times, dude. Yeah, he's got some great stories. I've had him uh, on spaces like all the way back as, uh, as long as May of 2021. And he told some... He tells some of the best stories and uh, I'm going to have him back on the space here. I want to get a little interview out of him. Like his dinosaur story is like one of the most solid stories I've ever heard in my life. It's like a true Hollywood story from like Dave Chappelle. It's hilarious. Do you want to answer a few questions from the audience here or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, or okay. Or okay. Everybody gets it wrong. It's arcane. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I, I didn't have a, a question. I just, I'd seen Fiddy up here and I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit and say hi. And Fiddy was the one that, even though he hates the word onboarding, he's the one that brought me into the space and welcomed me. One of the first founders that followed me, you know, without any, any contact on my part. He's just, you know, if you want to be a part of this, you know, Web3 world, he's like, follow me, talk to me. I messaged him. You know, this was November, so really recently of when I started in the space and yep. Apocalyptic Apes was one of the first things that I bought. There you I go. Like he's a, he's one of the most positive, welcoming people too. That I gotta give you a credit on that one too. Uh, or Arcane, um, he's definitely, you know, 
he's one, he practices what is, what he preached. If you heard us in earlier in the space, like, you know, spreading positivity and like welcoming people, he is definitely the one. So I agree with that statement. Let's go to the next. Uh, thanks for that input, by the way. It was really good. Um, I, and I agree a hundred percent. Um, let's go with, there was somebody here that was raising their hand and now I don't see them comment. Did you have a question? Don't pick this Leonardo guy. There's me. Hold on. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. What's up, man? Um, I just got excited hearing about the Bellator integration. I'm, I'm a big UFC fan too, a big combat sports fan. And for anybody who's listening, who didn't know some of those names, I mean, the, the people that Fiddy was, um, listing are like some of the most legendary people that are the most important people to MMA, like history, like Habib is maybe the most dominant of all time besides John Jones, Javier Mendez's coach. And then the Gracie brothers, like it, the Gracie's, like invented like invented the style of jujitsu that dominated the UFC for like the first ten years of its of its existence. Like Hoist Gracie was like 170 pounds, just yep pulling pulling heavyweights' arms out of their sockets. You know what I mean? Like True story. so that, that's just awesome. I just I, I'm a big combat sports fan too, and I'm I just really look forward to that. I just wanted to comment on that and say props to you for getting integrations with like not not just any MMA people. Those are like the most legit MMA people on planet Earth. Yeah, Fiddy doesn't mess around. He definitely gets the right people, right, Fiddy? I mean, but as you said that, I just Javier Mendez called me. He's like, "Are we still?" Having, he just texted me, He's like, "Are we still having a call this morning?" I'm like, yeah, "Absolutely." So Javier is one of the nicest people, and he, he he is a legend. And that's and that's what I do. I try to I try to work with people that are better than me. Like, I don't want to work with some guy who thinks he's going to figure it out. You know, like right now, I'm supposed to. I was kind of bummed because I was supposed to sit with Khabib at the fight, but he took two months off, so went to be with his family, so he's not going to be there. But some of these guys are out there. They are legends. I sat with uh, I sat with uh, Hoist Gracie about in San Jose. If you actually in Long Beach, he was in Long Beach just not too long ago. I was there with Kimbo and Billy Blanks, and we were hanging out. And I didn't even know who it was because he looks like a regular dude. It took me like a minute to figure it out because he's like a hundred and seventy still, <laughs> and he just he's bald. And I just I just remember him being such a badass. And he would get somebody in a web and just not let him out. Like that's it, you're finished. Um, yeah, so and exactly what you said. Thank you for saying that because a lot of people don't know that. But there are a lot of fans of UFC, Bellator fights, and I think we have something for everybody. If you don't like fights, fantastic. Then, you know, have some cereal, have some hot sauce, go to our metaverse, hang out with some butterflies, whatever. But I think we, I'm trying to get something for everybody in our community so we can be inclusive. Um, fastest, and- fastest way to fail is try to please everyone, Fitty. That's not going to work out for you, but that's okay, man. Keep, keep <laughs> doing, you keep, keep trying, keep, keep, keep going towards that. You know what I mean? Like that, that golden, well, that I'm, golden I'm, ring. No, what I'm saying is like for guys like you who don't like fights, you could just sit there and have some fruit loops. I'm hanging out with you just cause you're dope dude. And I met you in real life and we hung out we had, it was good times all around. I mean, we were at a, a debt conference. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, it was pretty funny to us. Like, jump into that party in Vegas. That was funny just to walk in and they're like, we love you. Uh, they all just like loved us instantly because they thought we were going to buy their leads and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. We have we time for wedding. two more we questions. Did, Go ahead. We did, a wedding, uh, we did a wedding crash. We, we, we totally in. did. <laughs> we sneaked in. They had really good alcohol and good food. And some lady really believed that I, I, I think Lucas told her that something that I was like, head of like, what did you tell her? I said you were, I said you were head of business development for the division I ran at, uh, you know, Experian. And he was like, Oh yeah, I totally am. And we were just, we were just joking around of course, because we were, we were in an event that we didn't belong. I went with it because I went with this because, because you wanted to. So I said that could be fun. 
And while I'm having my tequila and pineapple, uh, she says, she re le re reaches over to me and says, I know you guys don't like us, but do you Hello. think... Hello. I saw the call. Yeah. Yeah. So I see, Let's be careful reached, who we let up. Oh, yeah. So she reached over at me and she says, I know you guys don't like us because we're on the other side, but if I paid you a lot of money, would you think you'd show up to our conference? I said, look, I didn't even know what to say. I don't even know who she likes, who she doesn't like. Look, I don't know. I mean, let me, I just didn't say anything. I just nodded my head most of the time and she just went with it. And I think we got like how many business cards? Like 50? I, I, yeah, I was over in, over inundated with like business cards and people wanting to like meet me after I talked to one person. They like spread the rumors <laughs> around, like, you got to meet those guys. And it was just yeah. funny. It was a, it was definitely a, a very, very wedding crash. If you haven't seen the movie Wedding Crashers, watch it. It'll be, it'll get, just tell you everything you need to know what we did. It was really funny. We have time yeah. for two more questions. Who's got the questions? Raise your hands. I see two hands. Okay, cool. Half, I'm going to go with half human NFT. Go for it. What's up? What's up? What's up uh, no questions. Just giving love to Fiddy with that onboarding oriented mindset. Um, I know you said the fastest way to failure is to please everybody, but he definitely makes his rounds in the right way, patient, patiently, um, definitely efficient with it. But the man is, is building the business right, and I respect him, and I want to give love to him. So shout out to you. Shout out to doing everything you do for your Web3 fam and your Web2 fam. And uh, I think the hot sauce is one thing people will love, but I've already probably onboarded like 20 more people just to web three, not into the AAPs yet, but into web three, just through the hot sauce. That's took pretty me cool, months, man. That's took pretty me cool. months to have that conversation with them. And then I showed them a hot sauce and they were like, Oh, makes sense. So yeah. doing those little things is important, but that's all. Thank you guys. Yeah. You thank Fitty. you, man. Thanks half human. appreciate you coming Thanks up and, and sharing some, uh, sharing some love for Fitty. Okay. Uh, any questions now? Like the next one needs to be a question, not like flowers again. I'm going to go with Facero. Go ahead, man. Go, go for it. Last question is Facero. Hey, hey. Um, thanks for letting me up, Lucas. Sure. Uh, I, I, one, I've got two questions. Two questions. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm, curious about, I'm curious about your long-term plans, um, and that's maybe Apocalyptic Apes or outside of that because your career path has, has just been fascinating to sort of hear where you've been and, and what you've sort of come to now and obviously the connections that you've got. So I'm very interested in that, but also, uh, is the hot sauce in the UK? Cause I ain't over there. I want international. Yes. To the, to the UK. We have, uh, I've 15 or 16 people that have received it. Uh, London. Yeah. We ship everywhere there. I even have some, a pallet going to Nigeria. I have a friend of mine who's just recently, um, there for his grandmother's funeral. Uh, one of my best friends, and he set up a. We're setting up a dropship in a place right around the main uh, place where he's at, because there's certain places are very complicated to ship to, but we're able to get around it. So luckily, that my my partnership is is great because uh, United Sauces ha happens to be the biggest distributor in the world. So if, if anything to do with shipping, they know. So that's something I'm not great at. I'm you know I don't even like going to UPS or FedEx. So it's nice to have partners that really know their stuff. But yeah, you can definitely. Order. I love but that. As, as far as the long-term plan, so um, one thing I haven't really shared is I, I, I am bringing out Rattleheads, which is Megadeth in concert, uh, March 31st. So we do have a trip to Japan for a concert in February, and then we're flying to Australia in March. 
and we're going to launch the project in Arizona March 31st. Reason we chose Arizona, we have um, we have Alice Cooper and a couple other people that are friends with uh, Dave Mustaine. They're going to be out there to support, and I just think it'd be easier to work with some of the press and some of the people I have. So we're gaining a lot of momentum in being in concerts. And if you guys don't know Megadeth, Dave Mustaine has been in music space for 40 years. He was just nominated um, for a Grammy. Um, so long term for the project is really bringing partnerships and make this into a real business where having an apocalyptic ape, having an apocalyptic queen will be a stock, like a certificate you'll hold into a club of memberships of different businesses. And uh, I do have a new business manager and strategic partnerships that we're working on that I haven't really announced. And I think it's going to be big. You know, I've been on Microsoft Zoom calls and team meetings for the last six, six weeks, almost every day. So we're doing a lot of really cool things. So I'm definitely not going anywhere else. I'm even bringing my real estate business here, like my entire development company is going to get new T-shirts and trucks. It's going to say Apocalyptic Apes Development. So everything I do is going to be on brand. That's and interesting so, that you just said that because there's so many, there's so many projects that say, I'm, we're going to like, everything's going to be on brand and then they just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, so this is, this is definitely, this is yeah, definitely a first dude. Like you're actually bringing your IRL business into this, which is really smart. Look, when they say on brand, I don't know what that even means. They throw words like, you know, blockchain. Well, you're building, no. you're built, you're basically doing what everybody promises to do. Well, no, I wouldn't say everybody, but like 2021, like bull market vibes where, you know, there was a playbook where, uh, we're going to mint out. We're going to, you know, get space in the metaverse. We're going to have a cool virtual hangout there. We're going to do merch. We're going to, you know, it was just the right. check the boxes kind of a thing and unique, th- unique presentations like yours, like that's, that should be getting front page news in the space. But I think it's interesting for sure. Well, that was my roadmap, by the way. What you just said was everybody's roadmap. And I flipped that thing really quick and turned it into a picture. So we're not going to have a roadmap. We're going to have a completion map of things we completed. So basically, hot sauce, done. You know, Megadeth launch, done. You know what I'm saying? Like, so basically, you'll be going going to our website and you're going to see the things we did, not the things we're going to do. Because things we're going to do, making those announcements puts so much pressure on me and on the team and on the community because they're expecting something on the 14th or the 15th. I'm just using an example as a date, by the way. And if that doesn't happen on the 15th, then they start screaming, when this, when this, when that. So now if we have five or six things that are ready to go, we can choose the timelines when we're going to release them because ultimately people have to realize that the, the reason most, most, and I'm using the word most projects or founders do not release certain things is because they're scared it's not going to work. It's not because we're going to put something out and it's going to work, but we don't want to. It's not like we don't want you to make money. Like, trust me, every founder, even the ruggers, <laughs> I think would want to make money for their community because it would make them feel like ruggers. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I think that the community just kind of backing off and saying, hey, listen, we'll accept that you're doing what you were going to do best for us. So if we're going to bring a staking contract in the middle of a bear market, that's a bad idea. I love steak. So, I love steak, though. I know, me too. I just Delicious. came out with new steak sauce called Ape One Steak Sauce. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. No joke. I no believe joke. you. I believe you. Hold on a second. <laughs> we're, we're like way over time here, but I, I see intern's hand up here. I've known intern for a while. He's a really nice person. I'm going to let him ask because he's usually like really quick with his questions. Intern, what's up, man? What do you got? Hey, Lucas. Thank you for that. Of course. Uh, 50. Uh, it's been awesome hearing about your project and everything. 
Um, so I just have a question, you know, like you say, you know, you're going to be minting uh, a new one in Arizona. Um, and with it being, you know, a similar, you know, artwork to the base season uh, with your own, you know, spinoff, of course. Um, are you going to kind of use their same, you know, implementation where if you have the first gen, you kind of get, you know, like free access to, you know, like the second gens and maybe the third gens. So uh, everything kind of stems back to the uh, the originals. Is that something? Um, sorry for the question. No, no, no. It's a great Don't question. be sorry. That's a good question. So, Don't be so sorry. So Megadeth um, has a mascot called Rattleheads. For 40 years, they've had that mascot. Uh, the artwork is created by, by Dave Mustaine um, and uh, some of the some of the other bands that are managed by Slipknot. And if you look at the Dave's Megadeth Slipknot, if you look at the artwork, it's very on brand for us. This is their project. This is a collaboration we're minting. It's a partnership to bring revenue to us. This is not a project that I'm going to bring to my community and say this is our project. This is this is Megadeth. This is Rattleheads. They brought me on the team to run run the project. This is something I do as a collaboration. So it's not going. I don't believe in keep keep bringing more mints that are useless. Like their use case is incredible. When you get when you guys see what they're doing, you'll be able to fly to different countries to go to concerts. You'll be able to sit with like bands like Megadeth or Kiss or any rock and roll concerts and actually listen to them. Like we're working on a arena where people will be able to perform from Web3 in front of like, you know, 10, 15, uh, you know, big, big names that are in the industry, like A&R names. So their utility is very different than mine will ever be. I mean, you have to realize, I mean, Dave is a legend. I mean, he, he puts out, he puts out something that, you know, He's got 120,000 people in his Megadeth army alone that are sitting in Discord just waiting to buy something. So they, it's, it's, I get your question, but it, it's, not a, it's not a project for the Apocalyptic Apes. It's a collaboration project that I just happen to be front running because I stepped in front of them working with somebody and said, look, if you're going to come to space, let me help you. And they're also giving me a budget to hire Web3 people. So they've already set money for me to hire people from my community and other communities to run Discords, Twitter whatever else. So they're bringing a lot of liquidity into space and they're, they're really great people. So that, that's why I chose that because we all saw what happened with Ozzy Osbourne. He came out here, took a bunch of liquidity from us and it went nowhere. So my first conversation with Dave was very open and honest. I said, dude, if you're going to come here and do that crap, we're not doing this. And he's, and he is not that guy. He actually created his own artwork, sat there at Tower Records and Blockbuster, worked with Tower it. Tower Records still exists? Yes. He oh, comes yeah. from Metallica. If you guys don't know Metallica, that's where he started out. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know who he is, dude. Like I was just saying, like I just didn't know Tower Records were still around. Like it's, it's no, 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 no. That's when he was creating. Oh, he's, gotcha. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, he sat at Tower Records, went to Blockbuster, and started like looking at letters and artwork and everything else. But uh, yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that question because I should clarify. But I did give you a follow intern because I, I like your name and and I kind of dig your PFP. I've been uh, co-hosting the space with the bunny and uh, uh, with Winters. I think uh, your your PFP reminded me of hers a little bit. Yeah, and inter- I can vouch for intern. He's a nice dude. And uh, yeah. you know, I'm gonna uh, you you open for one more question. Yeah, dude, All I'm right. in a hurry. I'm, well, I am in a hurry. I have a meeting in t- like Not 10 minutes, but um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let Cat. She had her hand up earlier too. Go ahead, Cat. You have a if you can make a. Make it a short question. That'd be great if you. Uh, yeah. Can. Thank you. <laughs> I, I jumped in this space late, so I, this may have already been a- answered already. But I, I understand you're doing CPG and you're doing NFTs. Is that basically kind of what's going on with your hot sauce and the uh, uh, monkeys you're doing? 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're doing a little more than that, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. To I over know, to I oversimplify it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes just for the sake of Lucas's meeting, that's the the core. Um, <laughs> so my question for you, is, like, I'm I'm a person who's in CPG, so I'm sure there's a lot we could talk about, and I might even hit your DMs to ask some more questions, and I have an, a podcast on that sort of thing. But regardless, I'm curious to know um, if you have gotten any support in Web three specific incubators or like I guess projects like that like uh to help you build this out like the one that immediately comes to mind that I'm part of is club CPG and I'm just curious to know if you've leaned into any of those or you think that there's um a lot more that can happen outside of the web3 world to um build what you're trying to build the empire and legacy you're trying to build cat are oh. you cooking bacon uh, actually, lamb chops. Okay, but, yeah. I was gonna say you're definitely frying something. Yeah, over we're there. in LA, so we're still thinking breakfast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that, that's see that's so that's a great question, uh, Kat. Like honestly, I haven't been asked that before, but I like it. Um, so I've reached out to a lot of Web three, and I feel like Web three people only help you if you can help them build their NFT stuff and sell out. That's really like, hey, we have some great technology for you. Cool. Can you build us a community seller project, put $8 million in our pocket, and we'll help you design a, a candy bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's what I get from Web3 right now. And so I, I, there is no secret sauce. You got to work hard. You got to get out of bed like me at you know, 8 in the morning and just with that coffee, go right at it and worry about that later. And I've been doing this you know, for a year, and I haven't really slowed down and not planning on it. But I have been leaning more on things. And I'm going to give you guys a really interesting tip, which is which I think has been really cool. So every morning I'll go on Twitter and do my GMs and stuff like that. And I have to slow down. I don't know if it's fun, but it kind of is fun. But it takes a lot of my time. And uh, when, when I do this, there's these ads that pop up. And these ads are like, you know, from Thrifty or Rite Aid or uh, Amazon or from whatever is on. And so what I do when I see those ads before I click not interested, I'll say, hey, I noticed you're advertising on Twitter. Um, and I wrote out an email saying, hey, listen, this is what we do. And these are the businesses we're bringing in. That We have a big audience. We have a great community. And I've been sending those DMs every day for three months now, maybe four months. And I have five or six meetings set up just from those DMs on Twitter. Like just like cold call DLs, DMs, that's what I call them. So Web2 has definitely been a better place for me to bring my business relationships from because those people are still making money. They're still interested in business. They're, they actually believe in like normal business. Web3 people are just really believing in, hey, let's mint that on the 17th, get cashed out on the 18th and build our game. So that's kind of how it's been. So I would love to lean on more people on Web3. I just haven't found the right people too. So Web2 has really been the home for me and the hub for really good businesses. Yep. And with that, let's let's cut it off there. I, I literally got to go, guys. Sorry. You guys can DM it okay. up and fry your I lamb love. chops and bacon and the DMs, do all the stuff, the cooking, the tater tots and the potato, like French French fried potatoes and the hot sauce and whatever you're going to do. You guys, this was an awesome show. And like fitty, like mad respect for coming on. We got to do this again just because you're pretty dope, man. And, uh, you know, if I didn't like you, I would be like, yeah, we're not going to do this again. Um, fitty's a really good guy in real life. So if you haven't checked out apocalyptic apes, go check it out. He is doing some innovative things in the space. So I highly respect him. And, um, Again, I met him in real life, so he's definitely legit. But anyway, thanks for coming out to uh, Friday's version of uh, you know Web3 Daily Buzz. I'll be back on Monday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. And that is a wrap, everybody. Thanks, Fiddy. 
thanks everybody that asked questions up here. You guys rock. Comes a thousand miles, it might be yours, it might be mine.